with Kurt and Anthony on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us in studio, it's the interim president of the Vermont State University, universities, Mike Smith. Good morning, Kurt. Good morning, Good Anthony. Good, Good morning. morning, Mike. I apologize. I went I went back in time and went with the old name, Vermont <laughs> State <laughs> Colleges. That's right. That changed a while ago. Um, so, Mike, let's start out with, of course, you had retired and were coaxed out of retirement. And so... How long do you have left in this job? Well, I said I would do six months, and that was in April. So probably the end of October, beginning of November will be when I will be exiting. The board is now interviewing for another interim. Uh, and then the the game plan would be this interim would be a longer period of time, and then they would do a full-fledged search for a new president. It, it takes a while to do the search for a new president. So you know, that's, that's the game plan now. And I just wanted to go back. I mean, you're right. I did come out of retirement, but this is the, this university is so important to the state of Vermont. I just felt it was, um, you, you know, Kurt, that I love this state. And the one thing that I really wanted to make sure is that this university had an opportunity to thrive or, or, and move forward from all the controversy that it has had in the past. Absolutely. So in the in the closing in on six months period of time now, what have you found? What's when sure. you look at this at the system? What do you what do you see going forward? I had three goals when I came in. One was um, let's just calm things down. We, we were sort of in turmoil and you can't do pro- progress in turmoil. Um, you know, the library decisions and the sports decisions I rescinded. The the next thing was to get accreditation and. And, you know, I went in, uh, in in June to the accreditation agency. And, you know, it, it, it was funny because I'm sitting there and I'm giving the presentation to the accreditation agency and realizing all I'm doing is telling them what all the work that had been done. I mean, I hadn't been there to do all that work. Um, basically, what I did was compile it and tell the story uh, about what we have done and what we're going to do in the future. And and I, it, real, it really hit me, all the work that had been done. So we got accreditation. We became the univer- uh, Vermont State University on July 1. Now I'm in the third phase is how do we sort of become fiscally sustainable? And there's things that I'm looking at right now, and we've done some meetings on, on this with faculty and staff and uh, administrators, um, looking at class size and and programs, you know, if you have too many programs with too few students in it, that's not fiscally sustainable. And that's a situation that we've got ourselves into. And we've got to find a way um, to have a program array that is within our peer organizations. We're, we're above that right now. And We've got to have classroom sizes around 18, and right now we're below that. In our northern campuses, 50% of our classes are 10 students or below, and in Castleton, for example, that's 30% of our classes are 10 and below. To be sustainable, we need to be at 18. So we've got to look at how we sort of consolidate our various programs to make sure that we're running efficiently 
and effectively, meeting the needs of our students, and moving this university forward in a fiscal. So that's one aspect. I got like three others, but if you have any questions on that, I'll. Well, I, um, is there a lot of overlap? I mean, um, between the the campuses is is it a situation where over time you could you could migrate um, and and say well. Uh, so this this school is going to focus on these two or three uh, specialties, and this one on two or three. And like Castleton, I just think of is, is I know it is the nursing school, right? You know, and and it's got a great program. And I think of Linden, and I think you know meteorology and 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 that. You know, they just instantly pop. And Johnson's always been the teachers' school. Is there is there a way to to kind of do it over time? Because if you just said, well, if you're going to this other school you got to go next year you got to go here if you yeah that, how do you do that yeah that won't happen i mean we are looking at camp to, campus distinctiveness yeah. uh, and you raised a good point if you want to be a weather person mm-hmm. you go to linden and uh, i mean it's internationally known yeah. it's internationally known and and you know during the flood guess who was on tv it was all linden grads that yeah. were talking I about know. the weather so yeah. it's it's really um, a, a program that's out there. So we're looking at uh, program uh, campus distinctiveness in in some way, but you know some of the programs, you know some of the programs are have been low enrolled for years, mm-hmm. and and at some point you got to say how much is it costing us mm-hmm. with this role, uh, low enrollment, and and I understand how difficult that decision is because. If it's only one student in that program, to that one student, it means a lot. It's pretty important. Yeah. yeah. So we've got to find a way to make sure that we teach out if we decide to close a program, how, mm-hmm. we, how we teach that out. But we just have to look at it from, an, uh, from a sustainability way of moving forward. And I'll give you an example. We have 99 programs. Our peer um, universities and colleges have like between 45 and 50 uh, so you almost program. have double. You're offering almost uh, currently almost double, double. The, the programs at peer colleges around the right. country, and that doesn't mean we eliminate. Maybe we consolidate yep. as well. I'm sure there's going to be programs that were so low enrollment and has been for years that we will look at it and say this needs to wind can't, down, can't and, offer and we'll teach out and yep. wind down as we move forward. So that's optimization. That's number one. Number two is we've got to bring more nurses into the program. We've got a we, we've got a um, grant from from Senator Leahy um, that was six point three million dollars to expand some of our footprint for mm-hmm. nursing. Um, we figure we can add a hundred new nurses above and beyond what we're doing now, and we're doing a lot, but a hundred new nurses a year starting in the fall of 2024, and we need to hit that mark. Yeah. And, and so the, the other nursing, the, the, the two schools that I think of, and I, I know I, I apologize, I don't think of it as one, but you, right. have, you have these great institutions you know, that right. a lot of people don't even know about and would, would be considered the old Vermont Tech. Yep. Uh, between that and Castleton, they both have really right. strong uh, That's medical right. programs, That's nursing right. and, and dentistry, too. And, I think, right? and when you talk about Vermont Tech, you've got the Williston campus mm-hmm. and the Randolph campus. When you, we got our online programs as well. You um, were expanding into Linden, and I want to expand into Johnson as well. With, with nursing. nursing. With nursing. So, you know, that's number two in terms of s- sustainability. Number three is... Can know, I just uh, go back to that just for a minute, though? So, Mike, on the nursing issue, we know how 
badly more nurses are needed needed in the state of Vermont um, and how important it is. And with this grant from Senator Leahy, obviously helpful. Is that will that be the whole issue? Is it money or is there are there other problems in regard to getting more nurses in Vermont beyond the beyond? Obviously, that'll be helpful. Right. But are there other problems or, or will that take care of it? Well, I think we're always going to need more nurses. There's a retirement of nurses going on right now. Um, I know that personally. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, there, we're always going to need more nurses. And what we're trying to do is gear up mm-hmm. to educate. Because let's, let's face it. I mean, we do have a major nursing program within the university uh, that we, you know, we have a lot of graduates that are in the hospitals out there. And that's one of the things that we need to do. We need to gear up faster. Well, and are you looking at some of the more successful uh, programs and and saying okay how do we how do we maximize this how do we take this and that, drive it that's right i mean we have waiting lists in our nursing program right. so you know expanding would be a way of doing that the the other thing is you know j- talking about nursing how do how do we fit into the workforce development you know uh, aspect here in in vermont for example we have an internship program that each year we we have 700 electricians and plumbers going through our apprentice program mm-hmm. you know those sort of things how do we integrate we we had a program where we partnered with the university of vermont health network um vsac and ccv in order to bring on more respiratory therapists that the state desperately needs those are the things i'm talking about when i talk about workforce development and then lastly is and we've developed this, we needed a strategic plan for admissions. Our admissions are not, we hit our budget numbers where our admissions were, but our budget numbers were minus 15 uh, for new enrollments and 6% overall down uh, for total enrollments. But, you know, we have several things that had been working against us that we figured would we would take a dip this year. One was the name change, mm-hmm. and, you know, moving forward. Uh, you know, it isn't just changing your name. It's all the underlying systems that have to take place. And I've been through it before, and I knew that, you know, people get distracted from their regular jobs. The second thing is, um, you know, COVID. We're still having a lingering effect on COVID, but it's it's in the rearview mirror, I think, in terms of the impact it had on us. We've had some distractions in the past, and that's influenced uh our enrollment, and then the demographics. We have fewer students, but we've got to compete, and we've got to figure out how we compete in this environment. So, you know, the admissions um, strategic plan that I put together looks at all that and says, okay, next year in 2024, where do we want to be? What are the targets, and how are we moving forward on that? So a lot's going on, and and then this particular, as I turn to sustainability in the next month and a half, I'd like to get all of this moving before I leave. Uh, Mike, when we go back, first of all, we're talking to Mike Smith. He is the interim president of the Vermont State Universities. When you change the name, nice if people would actually say it that on the radio. (laughs) University. University. So um, when you rescinded the what what had been done before in regards to the libraries and sports situation, um, there was a reason why they did that, obviously, right? Cost savings. Yes. So when you made the decision to rescind that, was it simply that it was creating too much controversy? Obviously, it, was, it created huge controversy, and it wasn't worth 
the savings, the plus side wasn't worth the downside of the controversy it created? Or what, what went into your thinking in regarding to rescinding that? There were two things that went in. Let's talk, let's, um, talk about the libraries. And, and part of it was we got to digitize our, our stacks in the libraries. And, the, and there's nothing wrong with doing that, by the way. And we should be doing that. And progressive library management says you, will, you should do that. And, and I think our librarians agree that we should be doing that. What I didn't like was sort of uh, the, the mandate from the top down because I don't know what should be digitized, what shouldn't be digitized. There Maybe there's some things that shouldn't be digitized, um, but saying we're 100% digitized and, you know, was not really something that I think um, somebody as a, that it should come from the top down. Instead, it should be from the bottom up. How are we going to do this? Our librarians are very good at saying, you know, certain things need to be digitized and let's leave it to them and, and, and the library director to, to move that forward in a way. So that was my reasoning for that. Number two, on the athletic side, I just didn't think we had enough information. Um, you know, I'm pretty pro athletics. So just, just, you know, I'll put that out there and there's three reasons why one, it enhances enrollment. Two, it, it, you know, studies have shown that uh, we retain athletes at a, at a higher level than we do other uh, students. And number three, it brings diversity to the campus. And what I really wanted to do is say, okay, what was the criteria that we judged these um, programs to change? And there wasn't enough criteria that the athletic directors knew where they were giving any forewarning about what was uh, what was happening, and I thought that's just not fair. We got to give them some. So we're gonna, we're going to establish criteria, and over the next three years, we're going to evaluate that criteria. My goal, I won't be here, but my goal is to make sure that we don't have to um, do anything different with athletics. So, do you think on those issues, you have set up a process by the end of this six months time that when the new incoming person, whoever takes over, uh, will be on much better ground in regard to these two issues? I believe so. Uh, matter of fact, I think those are, everybody's, in in my opinion, everybody's moved on from those issues. The, you know, the, we're, doing, we're doing the evaluation from the bottom up. We're looking at how we can digitize our, our you know, our stacks and how we can move forward on that. Uh, the athletic departments are putting together criteria, and we'll move forward on that. And in and in the interim, you know, our sports teams are doing pretty darn good. Castleton's two and zero now in their football team. So uh, there you go. <laughs> the proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Now um, Jeb Spalding got a lot of flack uh, when he went to the legislature and basically sort of laid it out there what the problem was. But in your estimation, did he actually? do the system a favor i mean because the it now put it in the legislature's lap that you can't continue on the way that you're doing what do you think did the did did spalding deserve the flack he got or, or did he actually do the system a favor by by putting it out there for everybody to see yeah i think you know i i think what jeb did to his credit he did put you know 
put the system in the spotlight. Now, I don't think he meant to put it in the spotlight the way that it did, but maybe he did. But it did put the system in the spotlight. You've got to recognize that. And the legislature has responded, by the way, um, in in making sure that, and and rightly so, they they recognize how important these uh, institutions were, and this institution is now as Vermont State University. So, you know, give the legislature credit. They really have responded over $200 million since 2020 into the system to help with the transformation, to do all the things that we need to do. We have to reduce our deficit. That's what I was going to ask. Yeah. The, the, the money came with some strings, right? Absolutely. That, that you had to and, achieve certain things. And I've always said, you know, people said, well, I, why did it have to come with strings? And I've said this publicly. I said, I'll take that deal any day. I mean, you give me 200 million, you give the system $200 million to transform and you tell me to, to reduce the deficit at $25 million, $5 million a year over five years, I'll do that any day. Um, you know, when you have a, you know, $135, $150 million, depending on what year you, you, you choose, um, expenditure budget, you know, that's 3, 3%. Um, you know, you, you've been in state government. That's, we do that almost every year in state government as we look at various programs. If you are sitting down with the next president of the Vermont State University, what is your, what are you telling them, the person? Focus on finances. I, I mean, there's a reason why I'm starting to focus on finance now. I mean, one, you know, after a little bit of time, I know where to look and what to do in those four, four areas. But there's, you know, there's much more we've got to do. We've got to optimize our university to compete in this um in this world, and it's an ever-changing world. Higher ed is has been, I, I would say, probably um, slower by its by its nature in grappling with the change with changing environments. And as a result, some colleges have failed uh, in that regard. We can't do that. We've got to be innovative. We've got to move forward in ways that, uh, and at speeds that we haven't done before. And hopefully the legislature will recognize that. Do you think that uh, you can count on the legislature continuing with the funding or or not? Well, I, you know, I think if we do our part, I think right now the legislature's done its part. We've got to do our part over these next few years in order to and show them we are sustainable and we can move forward. And then I think if we, my bet is if we do our part, they'll see what we can do and they'll be very supportive going into the future. There are people that feel that the problems with what was the Vermont State College system, now Vermont State University, um, was that the legislature didn't step up in the day enough. Do you think that was the problem or was it that in addition to some other? Yeah. I, I, I get that every day. And, and I got to tell you, Kurt, I haven't really looked back and and the reason is what's done is done but i know what they've done you know since 2020 and it's been it's been quite a bit of support for the system and i hope they continue to do that as they move forward now we won't have the covid money uh, for these one-time expenditures um, that have helped in this but nonetheless i mean base expenditures are going to be important and i think if we do our part the legislature will do its part and so as you depart in the next uh, coming weeks or month, uh, you feel confident that the, that the 
Vermont State University is on is moving into more solid ground? I believe we're in the path of moving to more solid ground. We have a few years here to make sure that we do that with legislative help. Um, I'll continue to do to do that, and uh, you know we just have to make sure that we keep our eye on fiscal sustainability, and I think we will. And I just got to tell you, um, Jane O'Dell was on the show yesterday. Yes, and talking about some other issues, but she also mentioned that. Uh, she admired the way you ran things because she said Mike Smith will always tell you, focus on the two or three things first that you got to get done and absolutely focus on those like a laser. Yeah. And she, she admired that that was, that that was the way you did well, things, and it was very... I'm, I'm a big fan of Jane, and uh, what a wonderful, wonderful woman she is and, and, her ability, uh, and her abilities. I've always admired her, and... And we've we had great discussions when we were working together. Well, she is. Uh, it's a it's a mutual admiration site. <laughs> I was thinking that she had said that, and then and then he's like, "Well, I focused on three things." I'm like, "Well, Jane that's said that's what Mike that's was going to say." So when this is over, coming up pretty soon, yeah. What are you next coming out of retirement for, Mike? <laughs> what are you going to fix? I don't think. Um, I think I should uh, stay retired for a little while. So, uh, <laughs> okay, he said for a little while. Uh, I hope your wife's listening. No, now, I hope she's not listening. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Mike, we had a caller call in the other day. We were talking about on the show, you know, what happens whenever Phil Scott decides to retire. We don't know if it's going to be another term, two more terms, whatever it might be. And, you know, Neil Lunderville's name came up and someone called and said, Mike Smith. Yeah. Well, that. Can I comment on that? I I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, that didn't sound like a the door slammed shut. Well, though. let me let me say this. I, <laughs> I I I've been secretary of administration. I've been secretary of human services. I've been deputy treasurer. Um, I've held all those positions. I I don't I don't see you know any other state position at all. Elective office not in the cards. Not in the cards. All right. We're yeah. trying. <laughs> We're single-handedly trying to find somebody. Well, thanks for all you've done, Mike. It's, well, it's, it's been a lot of – this is a, a big one, obviously. So it's been well, a big lift, and we pre- we all appreciate what you've what you've done. Well, thank you so much for having me on. You bet. And, and uh, good luck in your new retirement. <laughs> <laughs>